What's up, my party people? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Hello Sydney podcast, a podcast for horror lovers where we discuss any and all things horror. It's me, your girl, Sydney. I'm currently stuck inside as there is a blizzard going on, so what better time to film a podcast episode? Am I right? Now, there's four people in the world that when I refer to these people, I refer to them as our Lord and Savior. One is Phil Collins. Don't ask questions, just accept it. Two is Stephen King. I am a diehard Stephen King fan. Three is our Lord and Savior, Tony Todd, uh, for obvious reasons. I don't think I need to explain that any further. And the fourth, which is the more the most recent one I added to the list, is Mike Flanagan, our King and our Lord and Savior, Mike Flanagan. If you're not familiar with Mike Flanagan, which... A, you must be living under a rock. B, he's done some of probably the greatest horror of the last decade. So that includes um, Ouija, Origin of Evil, Doctor Sleep, and my personal favorite show of all time, The Haunting of Hill House, which is absolutely iconic. And one of his earlier films is a little movie called Oculus. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we are going to be discussing today. When I do a ranking of Mike Flanagan's work, I put this one in my top five, if not my top three. And that's really sad something because again I'm a diehard Flanistan and I love everything he's ever done. Last week if you listen to the episode we talked about Triangle which is like a time loop mindfuck movie and Oculus is kind of also like a mindfuck movie simply because time is not linear in this movie. It jumps around a lot. There's two different timelines and we flash back and forth between the two and it can get a little bit confusing only because sometimes the scenes are happening simultaneously which probably doesn't make sense right now but it will by the end. So let's jump right into it. So Oculus 2013 opens up with this shot of this little girl with beautiful red hair and it's dark and she's in a house and she looks out the door it looks like she's hiding and she sees a man carrying a gun. Turns out this little girl's name is Kaylee and her and her brother Tim then run to the front door to try and escape. As they're running Tim looks and sees this apparition of this woman with like glowing eyes. Turns out it's Kate Siegel our goddess and our queen which if you're not familiar Kate Siegel is Mike Flanagan's wife and she is in all of his movies slash shows. They get to the front door but they're unable to make it out and this man goes up to Kaylee points a gun at her and fires and it turns out we see the man who fires and it's a grown-up Tim and it turns out this is actually a dream that now grown Tim is having. So those are our two timelines. So we're going to see them as kids when they were eight and 10. And now we're going to see them as adults when they are 21 and 23. And Kaylee is the older one. And it turns out that Tim is actually telling this dream to his doctor in a mental health facility. And then we see the scene of his doctor advocating for him to actually be released. He says like he's overcome his delusions and we're recommending that he be discharged on his 21st birthday. Now we jump to an adult version of Kaylee and she is sitting in this auction and we see this mirror being auctioned and it's called the lasser glass it's this really cloudy antique mirror you can tell it's obviously really old and the way Kaylee is looking at it, it looks like she has some trauma surrounding this mirror so we see the auction happen and ultimately the mirror ends up getting sold and Kaylee goes to leave and she ends up actually going to pick up Tim who again is now being released from this mental health facility so the two of them go to lunch Kaylee slides Tim a check and is like this is your half of the estate they talk about how Kaylee hasn't seen Tim because the doctor's when it let her but then Tim's like I have to admit to you like it wasn't the doctors it was actually me that just couldn't handle seeing you and you can tell obviously they haven't seen each other in a while they're trying to rebuild and then Kaylee just looks at Tim and says I found it and he says what do you mean 
And Kaylee looks at him and is like, we only have a few days to keep our promise and kill it. And at this point, we're like, what the fuck? Kill what? Kill who? And then we jump back to the other timeline 11 years prior and we see a child, Tim and Kaylee, moving into a new house with their mom and dad. So the mom's name is Marie and the dad's name is Alan. But honestly, I'm probably just going to refer to them as mom and dad. So they're moving in and we see the dad setting up his office and he has this giant, beautiful antique mirror come in. And the mom's like, oh, were you going to tell me that you bought this? or are you just going to wait till I saw like the statement or whatever? And it's the same mirror that was just being sold in the auction. So obviously there's something up with this mirror. Now we go back to the present time and we see Tim checking into a hotel. Kaylee brings him there. And Kaylee is like, you promised that you would never forget what really happened. And Tim is like, I was 10 years old. Like, what are you talking about? I am also terrible at math and realized that I got the math wrong. So they weren't eight and 10, they were 10 and 12. And Kaylee ends up leaving by saying, I'm doing it tomorrow and I could really use your help. So now we get another flashback from the past and the mom is looking in the mirror at her what looks to be a C-section scar and her and the dad are in bed and he's like, oh, like you're still beautiful, whatever. They're very loving, they're kissing, like you can tell they have a healthy relationship. Later that night, the dad is down in the kitchen and as he walks by, he sees out of the corner of his eye this apparition of a woman with glowing eyes. And now we know it's the same one that Tim saw in his dream from the beginning. Back in present times, Kaylee is asleep in bed with her fiance, Michael, and she hears a dog barking downstairs and she doesn't have a fucking dog. So she goes downstairs to see what's going on. And all of a sudden, as she's downstairs, we see that she is in her father's office and it's set up the same way from when she was a kid and the mirror is there. Now, as she goes to turn away from the mirror, her dad is behind her and starts choking her. And obviously this is a dream. So that's when she wakes up screaming and her fiance kind of holds her and is like, this is one of your night terrors. So obviously she's got some trauma that's going on here. The next day, Kaylee and her fiance are at work and he approaches her and is like, hey, we've gotten some complaints about you printing out these really graphic crime scene photos and hands her these pictures of like people fucking like cut open and bleeding. She's just casually printing these on her work computer. So that's great. And then he says to her, I see you put in a transfer for the lasser glass. Like, what's that about? And she's like, oh, it's going out for repair. And he's like, I thought it didn't need repair. And she kind of just like skirts around the question. And then she apologized to him for acting kind of weird. And she says, just give it a couple days and everything's going to go back to normal. I promise. So then she goes downstairs to the warehouse where she's talking to this like warehouse worker and they're setting up the transfer. It's going to go in her car and she's going to take it to where it needs to go. And he leaves and she unveils the mirror and looks at this mirror for the first time in a 11 years. Now behind her, there were two statues with sheets over them. But when she looks in the mirror, she sees a third one and she sees it slowly turn its head. So she goes over to them. She takes the sheet off the first one. It's a statue. She goes to take the sheet off the second one. Shocking. It's a statue. Now she sees a third one in the middle. And as she's going to take the sheet off of that one, the warehouse worker shows up behind her and startles her. But then when she goes to look back at this third figure, it's gone. So it was never there. There was always just two. Now before this, when she was alone with the mirror she looked at it and she said hello again and then she went up to it and there's like a hairline crack on the bottom right corner of it and she touched it and she said I hope this still hurts and now as she's leaving she said I'll see you at home so she's talking to this mirror as if it can hear her and as if it has its entire own fucking personality so then she gets a call from Tim who's like I don't really like the way that we ended things like let's meet up and she says yeah sure let's meet up meet me at the house not meaning her house meaning their childhood home so now we jump back to the past and we see the 
mom going up to her plants and her plants are all dead. And obviously she looks kind of confused by it. And then meanwhile, we see that the dad hears whispering and he looks around and there's nobody around. So weird shit is already starting to happen immediately in this house. Kaylee and Tim, meanwhile, are playing outside. And when Kaylee looks in the window in her dad's office, she sees a woman behind him, like kind of caressing him or like hugging him from the back. The next scene is of them sitting at the dinner table and her father is biting his nails and he starts bleeding. So he gets up to go put a bandaid on it. And then Kaylee looks at him and is like, dad, who was that woman in your office earlier? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What woman? And the mom kind of looks suspicious because obviously her immediate reaction is to think that he's having an affair and this random woman was in their house. Back at the present time, we see Kaylee and Tim meet at the house and Kaylee brings in this cage with the dog in it. And then Tim's kind of like exploring the house and he sees this chain on this wall. It's kind of weird. It seems out of place. And Kaylee explains about how when she was in foster care, the house just kind of sat there for a while, but then it was given to her once she turned 18. So she gets Tim to help her bring in the mirror and they bring it into their dad's old office. And on the wall, Tim notices this hole that wasn't there before. And there's also this like crazy setup of like four computers, like four different cameras. So obviously Kaylee's got something in mind that's going on here. Tim also looks up and sees this blade or they call it an anchor, like attached to the ceiling. And he's like, what the fuck is that? And Kaylee's like, oh, that's the kill switch. So basically this thing is set on a timer for every 30 minutes. And if you don't reset it, then it will drop. Or obviously you can turn the timer yourself and release it. So now Kaylee gets in front of one of the cameras and she starts filming and she starts detailing the precautions that she has in place, one of which is having alarms set. So she has one alarm set for 45 minutes that reminds her to change the cameras or the tapes or whatever. She has another one set for an hour that she says will remind us to eat. She's got thermometers set up all over the house to track the temperature. And she also has her fiance, Michael, calling her every hour on the hour. She then goes on to say that the purpose of this experience experiment is to prove that the lasser glass is home to a supernatural force and it is responsible for the deaths of at least 45 people. And then she starts giving us a history of the mirror. So they don't know exactly where the first place it was or where it came from, but they do know that a guy named Philip Lasser bought it in 1754 and he hang he hung it on top of his fireplace. Now in 1755, Philip Lasser was found burned to death beyond recognition inside that same exact fireplace. So she continues going over the history. So then like in 1758, it was sold in auction and the guy who bought it was 300 pounds, but she shows a picture of him like super, super skinny. And then he died not long after. After that, the mirror was lost and it didn't resurface until 1904 when a woman hung it in her bathroom and she was later found dead in that bathroom in the bathtub and the cause of her death was dehydration. So she's like, how the fuck did this woman die of dehydration in a tub full of water, you know? Then she goes over another story of people who had it after that and this mother drowned her children and broke her own bones with a hammer and she later explained to police that she believed that she was tucking her kids into bed when in reality she was putting them in a well and drowning them. Then Kaylee looks into the hallway and she sees a golden retriever run by which the dog that she brought in in the cage is not a golden retriever. But before she can even process that, one of the alarms goes off and it reminds them that they need to eat. And after her giving the history, we kind of understand that she has that alarm set because it seems like the mirror makes people either like forget to drink or forget to eat and they get dehydrated or they lose a ton of weight. And as they're eating, Tim says to Kaylee, like, who are you making this video for? And Kaylee's like, I'm making this for everybody who called you a murderer and called dad a murderer. And Tim's like, 
well, the story that we made up is not true and dad was a murderer and Kaylee gets like super upset and slaps him. So then she gets back and continues on with the history. So another person starved to death, another person like chewed into a live wire and got electrocuted. And then she gets to their part of the history. So in 2002, Alan Russell, her father, bought the mirror and within two weeks of purchasing the mirror and moving into this new home, Marie, the mother, has a breakdown and is tortured and murdered. And Alan, the father, is murdered by his own son. So now we understand why the parents are not here and why Tim was in this mental health facility. And then Kaylee goes on to say that she intends to prove that none of these people were responsible for their own actions and basically the mirror made them do it. So Tim is like not behind this whole thing. He clearly thinks that Kaylee's crazy and he's like, damn, like if you're that mad about it, just fucking smash it. And Kaylee's like, you must not remember. And there's a flashback to her and like child Kaylee and child Tim smashing something. Again, you can tell that like Tim totally doesn't believe any of this. He's like, how many records did you have to go through just to find a few that support your case? And then Kaylee goes on to say that there is one person documented that tried to break the mirror. It was this man and he stopped before being able to break it. And then he walked into traffic and died. And she says this after Tim took a stool and was going to break the mirror. And she's like, well, why did you stop? See, like, it won't let you break it. And she's like, no, I stopped because he, Tim's like, no, I stopped because it's not mine to break. It's yours to break because you also have to break your fucking delusions. And Kaylee then shows him how the anchor on the ceiling works and she releases it and it goes into the wall, which is where that hole came from. And then she resets the timer and tells Tim how the mirror is going to be eager to defend itself. And he, again, still thinks she's absolutely fucking batshit insane. So now we get another flashback. We see the dad sitting in the office and he still has that band-aid on his finger from his nail bleeding and he takes the band-aid off but then he starts typing and he looks down and he sees that it's back on so he's like okay what the fuck so he goes to take it off again but it's not coming off so this scene is absolutely vile and i say that because like the one thing i cannot stomach is any any sort of like fingernail mutilation and that's exactly what's coming so he goes to grab a staple remover to try and grab the band-aid to take it off his finger but when he looks down it turns out the band-aid was off his finger and he literally is ripping off his own fingernail. Ugh, no. And then after he does that, he hears whispering coming from the mirror. So then he goes to get Tim and Kaylee and brings them in to the office. And he's like, I thought I told you guys not to play in my office. And he looks at the ground and there's like books all like stacked in a line. And they're like, dad, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like that wasn't us. And he's like, well, stop lying because I can hear you guys messing around in here at night. And I know it's also you messing with your mom's plant. So like knock it off. And again, the two of them are just like, what the fuck are you? What is going on so then back in present time kaylee tells tim how at every single scene where the mirror was and that people died there were always dead plants found tim at this point is still trying to justify everything and be logical he's like yeah we had a bad water supply they probably all had a bad water supply like it's nothing crazy kaylee then takes the cage with the dog in it and puts it directly in front of the mirror and then tim looks down and sees a golden retriever and that's when we then flash again back to the past turns out this golden retriever was their dog when they were kids and it's just like an image of that like the dog's just like laying on the ground not really moving and the kids are trying to be like come on play fetch like do anything and it's just laying there then we see an interaction between the mom and dad where the dad shows that he bought a gun and she's like well i don't really know how i feel having that in the house and he's like okay fine like i'll lock it up for sa and i'll lock it up but i got it for safety so they kind of fight over it a little bit and then as she's walking away she hears him say grotesque pig or grotesque cow which like how fucking insulting obviously so she turns back and she's like what did you just say and he's like i ain't say anything so later that night she's sleeping and she hears the dog barking downstairs so she goes to see what what that's about and she finds that the dog is barking at the office door and she goes to like try and stop it and he just bites her she goes to go into the office but it's locked and eventually the 
dad comes to the door and opens it and she's like the dog is not acting right like he just bit me that's not like him and also who the fuck are you talking to in here which she just like doesn't respond and then they start fighting again this time about how much time he's spending in the office so you can tell that like there's tension growing in this relationship clearly so the next day the dad is leaving to go golfing and he tells the kids like remember don't go in my fucking office so he leaves and the dog once again is sitting at the office door and barking so the mom is like okay you know what fuck you then go in the office so she opens it perfectly fine closes the door And then she goes back and it's completely locked. So now the dog is stuck in there. So then the dad comes home a little while later and she's like, well, the dog's been going fucking crazy. I had to lock him in your office. So he goes to the office, unlocks it, goes inside. Dog, nowhere to be found. Gone. Vanished. Back in present time, Tim is like, no, you're just remembering it wrong. Like they had to put the dog down and they just didn't want to tell us. So he continues to just try to like rationalize and justify everything. And he explains to Kaylee something that he learned from his doctor in therapy. He's like, you know, our brains make info fuzzy traces and it causes false memories. So like, that's what you're having. And Casey, I mean, Kaylee is basically saying like, I feel sorry for you because you clearly have been fucking brainwashed. So now we jump back to the past and we see the mom and dad once again fighting and the dad saying like, you're fucking crazy. You're saying that the water supply is poisoned. You're saying that I'm talking to somebody when I'm fucking not. And Kaylee is like, are you guys fighting because of the woman that was in dad's office? So in the present time, Kaylee brings that up to Tim and Tim's like, no, their relationship was on the rocks. He was having a fucking affair. And Kaylee's like, no, while you were there being brainwashed, I looked and there is no signs of him having an affair. There was nothing in the credit card statements, like nothing at all. And then she says, I'm not saying he wasn't seduced, but like, what was he seduced by? And then she tells Tim, you were perfectly normal when they locked you up. You had to go batshit fucking crazy to get out. So Kaylee explains that in all of the scenes, like in addition to there being the dead plants, any animals that were around also just completely vanished just like their dog did. So she tells Tim that and he's like, this is fucking ridiculous. So he lets the dog out of the cage and he tells Kaylee that she's sick. He's like, nothing that you said was going to happen has happened. Like all the plants are alive. The dog is still here. And he's like, it's okay. Mental health problems run in the family. And like, I had help and you didn't like you need to to get over this and you can see that she kind of starts to like agree and she ends up going into the office to pack up their stuff to leave but of course when she goes into the office all of her hypotheses are proven right the room is completely rearranged the cameras are now facing each other the plants are in the middle of the room and they're dead so Kaylee goes to look back on the footage and she sees that when her and Tim were arguing they were also rearranging the room completely and both of them don't remember doing it so Tim starts freaking out because obviously Kaylee is fucking right and he's like okay I need to go call my doctor and Kaylee's like you should make calls outside away from its radius of influence otherwise you don't know who you're talking to which is absolutely fucking terrifying and then she tests out this radius of influence and says it's about 30 feet because she can tell by like the dead versus alive plants that are upstairs so Tim goes outside he tries to call his doctor but it keeps saying like call cannot be completed like unable to make this call and he thinks he's outside but then all of a sudden Kaylee's like Tim and snaps him out of it and he's fucking inside and Kaylee's like you never went outside. Back in the past, we get a scene of the mom vacuuming the dad's office and Kaylee goes in and sees her just staring blankly into the mirror, like completely catatonic. And then later at the table, it's Tim and Kaylee sitting there with the mom. The mom is drinking wine. Uh, You could tell she's like super irritable because they're like, where's dad? And she's like, don't know, don't know where he's going to come back. Like, I know where he says he is, but I don't know where he actually is. And then she tells Kaylee to tell me more about the woman that you saw in his office. And Kaylee's like, well, I haven't seen her since then. But Tim's like, well, I have. 
And Tim goes on to say that he saw her last night. She wasn't in the office. She was on the stairs, but she went back into the office and he says, I think she lives there. That is no terrifying. So then the mom goes into the office and she's looking through some of the dad's papers and she sees the name Marisol written on all of the papers like obsessively so she breaks this family photo that he has sitting on his desk by accident and then she like out of anger throws something at the mirror and the second she does that this unseen force completely pushes her back and when she looks up she sees herself in the mirror smiling and she like her reflection unbuttons her dress to show that her c-section scar is now open and of course this reflection's eyes are glowing so the kids go in to find her and they're like yo mom are you okay and all of a sudden she turns around and starts choking tim so the two of them run tim and kaylee run and she ends up chasing them and they hide in the room and the dad comes home to find her banging on the door and he's like what the fuck are you doing but she turns around and attacks him so a struggle ensues between the two of them but ultimately the dad kind of like chokes her out and like she becomes unconscious he goes to call 911, but all we hear on the other end is whispering and he hangs up and like he's different now so you can tell that he's now possessed just like the mom was just possessed and he drags her body and comes upstairs with a chain and a hammer we don't know what it's for yet the next day he tells child tim and kaylee that mom is sick she needs to stay in bed and you guys can't bother her so stay clear of that room and also you can hang out in my office and tim's like i thought you said never to go in your office and he kind of just like ignores them Back in present day, we see Tim and Kaylee changing out light bulbs, and this is another just absolutely disgusting, cringy scene. So Kaylee sees one of the light bulbs burns out, so she goes to change it. So she's eating an apple at the same time. She puts down the apple, and then the second light bulb burns out, so she goes to change it again, and she puts the other light bulb down next to the apple. She changes the light bulb. She goes to pick up her apple and bite into it, but all we hear is glass crunching, and she starts shaking. She bit into the fucking light bulb she's bleeding from the mouth she pulls out this like giant chunk of glass out of her mouth so again obviously she's freaking out and then tim comes in and is like hey are you okay and she turns around and it turns out it was just an apple she did just bite into an apple and she's just like maybe we should stay together now we flash back again to the past and tim and kaylee are sitting in the living room and they hear banging upstairs and then they go to the fridge and they're like we're starving and there's no food in the fridge so kaylee goes to tell the dad that we don't like you have to go grocery shopping and he's in his office just staring at the mirror and again he's just like completely catatonic he's not listening to a word she's actually saying so kaylee's like fuck that i'm going to tell mom and Tim is like, okay, well, we're not supposed to go in there. And she's like, I don't care what dad says. Like, I have to go tell her we have no food. She goes in her mother's room to find her mother chained by a collar around her neck to the wall. So that's what the hammer on the chain was for. And on the ground, she sees all these bloody pieces of broken glass. So obviously she runs out and she goes to her dad and she's like, she needs a fucking doctor. Like you need to call a doctor. So he obviously just gets mad at them and is like, I told you not to fucking go in there. Now you guys are grounded. So Kaylee and Tim decide to take this into their own hands. So Kaylee calls a doctor and we just hear her saying, okay, thanks and hanging up. And she said that the doctor said you need to have your father call. And Tim goes exactly like the last one. And she goes, yep, exactly like the last four, same voice. That is so fucking eerie. So every single doctor that she's tried to call is just in the same voice says, you have to have your father call. So now they realize that calling anybody is not going to fucking work. So Kaylee goes to the neighbor's house and brings him back to their house. And the neighbor knocks on the front door and the dad comes to the door and basically convinces the neighbor that she's just like 
acting out and being a kid and she's like oh yeah he's like oh yeah her mom is ill and she's just acting out but like behind the door that the neighbor doesn't see his hand is like mutilated and covered in blood so kid kaylee looks at tim and is like we're gonna have to get really really brave back in the present we see kaylee standing directly in front of the mirror which again like the anchor on the wall is set for every 30 minutes to come smashing down if it's not reset and kaylee kind of seems like she's in a trance but she snaps out of it and like runs out of the way and the timer was about to be up so she was about to die and she just looks at the mirror and she says very clever so this part happens simultaneously and it's like they see each other because adult Tim goes into young Tim's room, sees young Tim sitting on the bed. Young Tim looks up and sees adult Tim. And as they make eye contact, the lights go out. So the lights went out both in the past and also in the present. But Kaylee obviously had a plan for everything and she figured this was going to happen. So she has lamps set up all over the place. So as she's opening up these lamps, she looks down on the ground in the kitchen and she sees this like broken glass and blood and a chain on the floor, like the same way she saw in the room where her mother was being held. And she just says it isn't real. So now she knows that it's just a fucking illusion created by the mirror. Back in the past, we see Tim go into the office and he sees this like demonic woman taking over his father. Massive jump scare. Back in the present, Kaylee goes to pick up a piece of this broken glass, but then she starts like filming all the broken glass that she sees on the floor and none of it's there. So she's like, see, I knew it wasn't fucking real. She turns around and sees this like horribly disfigured version of her dead mother and she gets startled and stabs her in the neck with the piece of glass that she has in her hand. And it turns out it obviously wasn't her mother. It was her fucking fiance, Michael. So Michael obviously starts bleeding out, falls to the ground. And Tim comes in and is like, oh my God. And Kaylee's like, do you see him? But then Kaylee's phone starts ringing and it's Michael doing his hourly check-in. So now at this point, we're not sure which one's real. The one sitting in front of them dead or the one on the phone. But Kaylee's like, no, this can't be him. I didn't kill him because like the glass wasn't real. But then... Earlier, Kaylee had kicked one of the flower pots and broke it, so it was a real fucking piece of glass. And she goes to use her camera to show Michael because, again, like the fake things don't show up on camera. And he's fucking dead. He shows up on the camera and he's dead. She killed her fiance. So Tim's like, okay, enough of this. Like, we got to get the fuck out of here. So he grabs her and brings her outside and they call the police. And he's like, you have the kill switch set up. Just let the timer run and let's just sit here and wait for the police. But now the lights come back in the house and they look through the window into the office and they see themselves like adult Tim and Kaylee see another adult Tim and Kaylee just like going up to the mirror and just standing in front of it and Tim's like it's just a trick to get us back inside like we can't go back in and he's like don't worry I called the police and Kaylee's like did you actually though call again so he goes to call 911 again and it's just a voice that says you're gonna have to have your father call just like when they were kids it's so fucking eerie and then the voice just keeps repeating the doctor will be here tomorrow the doctor will be here tomorrow Utterly horrific. So then Tim looks at Kaylee and says, we're gonna have to get really, really brave, just like she said to them when they were kids. So now we flash back to the past and this is the night that everything happened. So we see the dad loading the gun and Tim Tim tells Kaylee, like I saw him loading the gun. So she grabs one of the golf clubs to defend themselves and also to smash the fucking mirror. She's like, we need to smash this thing. Meanwhile, in present time, Tim and Kaylee decide to go back into the house. And when they go back in the house, they still see themselves standing in front of the mirror. But this time they're is the apparition of the woman with glowing eyes and she approaches them and speaks to them in their father's voice so now we get a simultaneous scene of how when they were kids and now they're doing the same thing as adults like 
Tim grabs Kaylee and they run upstairs. Back in the past, we get an image of the mother eating glass. So clearly she's still possessed and unwell. And as she's doing this, the dad comes in and holds a gun to her. But instead of shooting her, he takes off her collar. So she's no longer chained to the wall. So now in the present, Tim and Kaylee ended up running into the bathroom to hide from the ghost woman. And Kaylee's just like, is he gone? And Tim's like, he was never here because again, they heard their father's voice. Tim goes to open the door, but outside of the door is their mother. And again, and that happened simultaneously with the past because they were hiding in the room and then they opened the door and saw the mother. So now in the past, we see that the mom is banging on the door, but then she stops. So essentially they're just like reliving the night that all of this shit went down. So young Kaylee tells Tim like, okay, I'm gonna open the door and you're going to run for the stairs. So they end up doing it. They open the door and as they're running from the stairs, for the stairs, the mom comes out of fucking nowhere. Kaylee manages to hit her with the golf club. Tim runs down the stairs, but Kaylee gets trapped. So Kaylee ends up running into one of the bedrooms where she locks the door and then just straight up jumps out the fucking window. Like Kaylee is a G. So now Kaylee obviously is outside and she looks in the house and she sees the ghost woman now along with another ghost man with glowing eyes in the window. Back in the present, Tim sees an apparition of his dead father with glowing eyes and the father points a gun at him and shoots. Obviously that's not real, so he doesn't actually get shot. But then we jump back to the past and we hear that Kaylee hears a gunshot. So she runs back into the house for Tim. Back in the present, Kaylee sees a ghost of dead Michael with glowing eyes, which obviously is now just haunting her for killing him. She then goes to look for Tim, but instead she sees like a vision of young Tim. So again, it's like they're reliving the night. So she sees young Tim and now we see young Kaylee. So we're back in the past. And all of a sudden the mom comes out of nowhere and attacks Kaylee. She gets on top of her and starts strangling her. This goes on for what seems like a long time, but then all of a sudden you see this like look in the mother's eyes and like she has a moment of clarity and she comes to and she stops strangling Kaylee. So she basically like comes through and stops the possessed version of her from killing her daughter. And as she comes to, she gets shot in the fucking back by the dad. So Kaylee gets up, grabs Tim and the two of them make a run for it. And they run past all these ghosts with glowing eyes. The dad obviously now possessed, hears whispers and he goes up to the mother again and shoots her and kills her. And as he shoots her, he is surrounded by ghosts. And all these ghosts are the people, obviously we kind of understand this now. All these ghosts are people who have died as a result of the mirror. So Tim and Kaylee, go into the office and they both have golf clubs and they're swinging at the mirror trying to break it but it turns out they're not actually swinging at the mirror they think they are but they're just swinging at the wall right next to it and hitting that and Kaylee's just like it's not gonna let us and then all of a sudden the dad comes in holds the gun up to Kaylee and he's just like talking super cryptically it's super creepy and he's like I've seen the devil he is me but before he's able to shoot Kaylee Tim comes in and swings the golf club and knocks the gun out of his hand so instead he starts choking Kaylee but Tim picks up the gun and is like dad let her go and he does he actually lets her go and then he turns around and comes face to face with Tim who's pointing a gun at him and now he has his moment of clarity so he kneels down in front of Tim and he points the gun at his own chest and he just tells them to run and he fucking like makes Tim pull the trigger and after he pulls the trigger and he gets shot he flies into the mirror which is how it got that hairline crack on the bottom of it so now as the kids are lying there with the dead body of their father all of a sudden they are surrounded by all these ghosts and they open their mouths and all they hear are the sound of alarms. So now back in present time, we see Tim sitting directly in front of the mirror and he calls out for Kaylee, but she's nowhere to be found. In the past, we see young Kaylee see her mom and hear her mom and her mom is 
is inside the mirror and she approaches her and gives her a hug. This is happening. It's going back and forth between past Kaylee and present Tim because Tim now is looking at the mirror and he's looking at the timer and he's just like thinking like, I'm going to fucking pull, like, I'm going to hit this button and the fucking kill switch has to destroy this thing. Like, it has to be over. Past Kaylee is still in front of the mirror, hugging their mom, and present Tim is like, fuck this, and hits the timer. So the anchor drops. But when it drops, Tim sees what actually was happening, which was that Kaylee was standing directly in front of the mirror, and now the anchor has killed her. So now we flash back to the past again, where Kaylee is telling Tim, promise me that when we're big and strong, we'll make it right. We're going to kill this thing for mom and dad as the police are showing up. Back in present time, Tim obviously is devastated once he realizes what he's just done. He's crying, he's screaming for Kaylee, and we see police sirens. And we get another simultaneous scene of the exact same thing happening. So back in the past time, Tim is getting put into a police car because he murdered his father. And then in present time, Tim is now getting handcuffed and put in a police car for murdering his sister. And the police are talking and they're like, he called this in himself? And they're like, yeah, he called 911 and then he did this. And they pull up the video of him hitting the timer as Kaylee is standing directly in front of the mirror. And again, we get a simultaneous scene of Tim in the past and Tim in the present, both times saying it wasn't me, it was the mirror. As a kid, Tim looked in the house and saw the ghosts of his dead parents. And now as an adult, Tim looks in the house and sees the ghosts of his dead parents and now Kaylee too with glowing eyes. And the movie ends with him being taken back, assumably to the fucking mental health facility. So this is one with just a absolutely devastating fucking ending. It's just so unfair because obviously like we believe him but nobody's ever gonna believe him especially based on the past which like just saying why the fuck would they arrest a kid who shot his own father in self-defense after his father killed their mother and then was trying to kill them i don't know that part's not real really realistic to me but this movie overall is just so beautifully shot the story is so wonderfully told i love the parallels between the past and the present and how it all comes together and like towards the end it starts being simultaneous and you see that they're just like reliving that awful time. I like love and hate sequels, but this is one where I kind of do wish we got a sequel just because of like my own curiosity because I need to know if like the footage is going to exonerate him at all or who's going to get the mirror next. I would also love to have prequels of this. Like there were so many opportunities that could be taken with this, like prequels of all the people who came before them and how they died in their experience with the mirror. Yeah, this really could have been a whole series, but Mike Flanagan really came in and was like, yeah, I'm going to give you this one masterpiece and then I'm out, bro. If you're familiar with Mike Flanagan, you know that everything in his world connects kind of similar to Stephen King. So a little Easter egg here that's fun is this mirror actually shows up in a lot of his works. So in Ouija Origin of Evil, you can see it in the basement. Um, you can see it. It's actually the headboard in Gerald's game. If you go look it up right now, like the headboard on the bed on in Gerald's game is actually like the top of this mirror. And you can also see it in the wall in Haunting of Hill House. And you can also see it in the Overlook Hotel in Doctor Sleep. So this is just another movie that proves that Mike Flanagan is our Lord and Savior. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go watch Oculus if you haven't, because it really is massive masterpiece. Um, so until next time, make sure you follow me on TikTok and Instagram. I post especially on TikTok basically every day, horror underscore chronicles. So until next time, watch more horror movies and stay spooky, my friends.